Hey, welcome to the Apex Vaulting Podcast. Uh, we got a great episode for you. Um, and for all of you that enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to us. You can subscribe on our YouTube channel, Apex Vaulting. Um, also, there's plenty of tutorial videos on you know how to do different drill progressions and such on the YouTube channel. Also, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, also, if you want to leave a comment or review on either of those, that would be great. And if you want to follow us on the rest of our social medias, uh, you know, I'm sure... Calvin, you have to have your notifications on, right? Every time I post something on, on the Instagram. Of course, of course I do. <laughs> um, that, that's a club requirement. Like if you go to the club and you don't have your notifications, I don't care if you're in class, at work, you need to, you need to stop what you're doing and check pull out what over. I post. On the highway, pull over. But yeah, pull, pull over. over. That's probably safe. That's the safest, but I know some of you might not have that kind of time to wait. It might be trafficy. You know, you just gotta watch it while you drive. Um, but you can follow us on the real Apex Vaulting on Instagram, and it's just Apex Vaulting on Facebook and Twitter. I did have a TikTok for a little while, Calvin. I kind of stopped doing that. I didn't like close it. I just realized I didn't you did, close you the did account. The dances on there and everything. No, right? I did. There are no dances. I did do a push-up <laughs> challenge though. Remember when that push-up challenge was going around during COVID? I did do that on there, um, but I have not been on TikTok. I apologize. And <laughs> As always, if you have any comments or questions, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, email us at apexvaulting at gmail.com. Today's episode 109. Uh, we're going to build off of what we did in episode 108. We had Joe Lessie on. He talked about why he started pole vaulting. He pole vaulted in high school. Years later, comes back to it, why he did that, what was inspiration, why he enjoys coming to Apex, uh, why someone might enjoy going to a club. Um, today, we have Calvin Gould, a little bit different story. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the longest relationship I've ever had in my yes, life, Calvin. Right, right. <laughs> over ten years. Over ten years. When was ten years? December. 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 December 2011. Yeah. When first came in. Yeah. So it's been over ten years. Um, you know, I coached you from sophomore year of high school through college, and now you know post collegiate. And you know, again, and you know, me and Joe. I joked with Joe when he was on the podcast. I said, I said, you're uh, clearly if you're pole vaulting as an adult you're training for the olympics and you oh, laugh yeah. about there's, there's no other reason there's no other reason <laughs> like if you're not training for the olympics what are you doing you know um and you know so I, and, and look i i want to say i think pole vault club owners need to take more responsibility of sharing the sport with more people i think too often a lot of clubs it's just kind of a high school club and maybe there's some college kids if they jump high enough but they're not like right like they're not just working with general population people who want to find that other activity or that other thing that becomes a part of their life, you know, and I think they have to open up to the possibilities and just be willing to learn beginners, novice people, and, you know, do, do that kind of stuff. I, I think we have to open up our clubs and, and kind of do more, but I guess going to you, maybe Calvin, like, because you've been, you know, 10 years at the club, you've, you know, high school vaulter, college vaulter now, you know, post-collegiate, but not, you're not trained for the Olympics. You know, yeah. your PR is uh, 15-1, which I know for the metric snobs, it's 460. Um, but like, what, what led you down this path? Because I, I don't know, I, there was a moment, I think while you were in college, where I was like, I don't know if he's going to finish out his college career pole yeah. vaulting. Maybe you want to explain that for the people watching. I would say during college, I, uh, the way I would measure success was pretty much just PRs. Basically, yes. if I PR'd, I was getting better. Mm -hmm. um, the difference now is that it's a lot more conceptual. I think of the concepts we're trying to learn. And, uh, and when I, when I get one or when I start to understand one a little bit, I consider that a PR 
you know? Yeah. So during college, I didn't PR for quite a while. There right. Was a long time where I wasn't PRing. And then when I would get frustrated at practice, it would carry over from practice to practice because I'm still mm-hmm. not PRing. I still haven't uh, had any success, you know? Yeah. Well, so I, I think you bring up a couple, you know, really, really good points. And, and it's something I spoke of uh, a while back. I did that one blog article about, you know, how do you program drills into pole vault practice? And, um, and one of the tweets I put out that some people, you know, really liked, really liked uh, was I was like, look, if all you do is, you know, pop-ups and then go back to a full approach, that's going to get real old real fast. And I think same being said, if the only way you measure your success as a pole vaulter is lifetime best, Mm -hmm. that's not going to be a long career because I feel like, like, again, think about like a pure beginner, right? Like, I think it was funny this fall, Alec jumped at his first meet, uh, one of, one of the high school kids in the club, first meet ever jumped 11. I was like, oh my goodness, Alec, if you could just PR half of that next mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. you know, we're on a good, it's only half. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even asking for another 11 feet. That would be 22 feet. It'd be ridiculous. But if you could just add, you know, five and a half feet to, mm-hmm. you know, which obviously that's ridiculous. So every time you PR that, that percentage that you could PR by goes down. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to PR seven, eight feet every time you PR. Heck, you're going to go through years where if you PR two, three inches, it might be a big deal, not a foot, not Mm -hmm. a half a foot. Because I do think at some point, and and you tell me how you feel, but I feel like at some point, even though you realize like you're not a beginner anymore, you're not going to have these huge two, three foot PRs, you're like, but I can still get a foot this year. (laughs) <laughs> like it, and you start to do the math. You're like, I get a foot this year, a foot next year. It's like, I'm, I'm on track. I'm on track for X number. And it's like, you don't quite realize how maybe unrealistic that is. Like yeah. t- take us through that. Like, what was your, like, besides just only measuring success by your PR, what was your mentality going into a year? Like when you were in college, like, what were you hoping to achieve? You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. I think my, when I first ever jumped, with, I think when I first ever jumped with you, my PR was 12.6. And then I think I jumped 13.6 the year after that. So I was thinking pretty much exactly that, like a foot per year. Right. And I was like, yeah. So like, you know, senior year of college, if I jump 14.6 out of high school, it'd be 15.6, 16.6, 17.6. And 18.6. Yeah. 18.6. Yeah, like, yeah. So, you know, that Simple gives you that wiggle room of one more year if you get to 19.6 and then you could go pro. Then, yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to jump pro. after college for more than a year. Because like, what do you what a waste. What a waste. Uh, yeah. And, and it's, and again, I think that's, you know, that's kind of the mentality for ultimate failure, I think. Cause I'm, I'm really big. I'm like, listen, you're going to experience failure. You know, you're going to do a drill. It's going to suck and it's going to suck and it's going to suck. And sometimes even like, it's funny. I feel like when we go through summers and falls without a lot of competition, I might be like kind of at the end of fall, I'm like, holy shit. Like I just, I don't, this group, they're just not getting better. And then we go to like indoors. I'm like, oh my God, everybody's popping off PRs. And then also when I watch our group versus maybe some of their peers from other coaches, other schools, other clubs, I'm like, oh, we're doing okay. Like we are making progress, you know, but like, I think you do have to fail. You have to go through failure. That's important. But having the mentality of PR or bust, that's, that's a recipe for disaster because you're going to be really upset most of the time. And so you have to have other things that you're trying to get better at. And I think what you're describing as a mentality of like a conceptual thought process, like go deeper into that. Like, what, what do you mean? Like, what, what do you maybe currently, what concept are you trying to currently figure out for yourself? And 
how does that make going to practice, let's say more desirable or more exciting? You know, how does that differ from your mentality back when it was just chasing PRs? Well, perfect example would be last Thursday's practice we just had. Okay. It wasn't really great. It wasn't a great, it wasn't bad. As far as my bad practices go, yeah. nothing like my bad practices back in college. Yeah. But in college, I probably would have taken that um, bad practice and let it carry over following into, yeah. into the rest of the week versus we had thought, like I had talked to at the end of it, we were yeah. talking about like, I wasn't really feeling takeoff. I wasn't doing this, doing that. So yeah. rather than take, uh, rather than carry the negative, the negative feelings into practice, I carried what I needed to work on into the next one. And then we had a really good practice after that. Too. Right. Right. No. And, and I think that's kind of like, when you start to chase concepts and mastery of skill, you know, now that's kind of the pattern, right? It's like you kind of go from those like bad practices and you go, oh, okay, this is what we really got to work on. Because let's be honest, if you have a bomb practice, it's awesome. There's not much to talk about. Yeah. It was like, dude, <laughs> killed it. Did Good it. job. Yeah. And it's like, what do we do next practice? Uh, I don't know yet. You wait for something to go wrong. Yeah. you <laughs> Right. So. And, it, and it's, uh, it's interesting, right? Like uh, just recently, Louis Simmons from Westside Barbell, you know, he just passed away. And one of his things that he talks about is like the way they do their exercise selection there for their athletes, right? Like they're trying to PR in powerlifting too. We want to PR in pole vault. They're trying to PR in deadlift, squat, and bench. And so it's like when you fail, which what does it take? It has to take attempting a PR. Mm-hmm. When you fail at that PR, that's where you start to realize, oh, okay, we need to do more of this exercise because you failed at this point of the lift, which means that you have a weakness here. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like if you have a bomb practice, everything went well, okay. But it's like you kind of have to go to that meet or not do something well at practice, like not wrap the bungee, not clear a crossbar, whatever, to be like, oh, why didn't you clear? Oh, this little thing is happening. And now that gives you kind of like the springboard to what to do for the next group of practices to go back to having a good practice. Yeah, I think that's a lot more sustainable too, versus yes. like missing a bar rather than missing a bar and thinking, I didn't PR, this sucks, this means right. sucks. Now you miss a bar, you look at this jump, you see all the things you need to work on. You basically have like, a to-do list. Yeah. You, know, you have something. a blueprint. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's, that's more sustainable because now you're looking forward into like, Oh, this is going to be great. Once I fix all these things versus like, mm-hmm. how many more meets do I have to PR before the end of the season? You know, yeah. <laughs> the conference is coming up. Oh man. So, I mean, that, that's another thing too, that you definitely need to speak on is that thought process of like, when you are in high school and college, I think sometimes you feel that pressure of like, Oh my God, I got to be ready for conference. I don't want to mm-hmm. let the team down. I don't want to lose to so-and-so, or I want to beat this guy, or I, you know, whatever the case may be. Maybe, maybe, maybe your girlfriend says she's breaking up with you if you don't PR. That could be a lot could of be, pressure. So, you know, it's like you do have that kind of pressure. You know, what, can you speak to that and how you feel now? Because I've heard you talk about it with yeah. other people that you jump with. Well, it, it, makes, uh, it makes practice a lot easier to, makes it a lot easier to learn during practice, you know, where I'm not like, I'm not sitting through the whole practice thinking I should be up. I should be a higher grip, higher pole. You know, like this is too small. I need to be on mm-hmm. a grip that I can jump something high at. Yeah. You know? you Versus be, now I can take my time during practice. I can think about you have a more, uh, you have more patience throughout a practice. Yes, yeah, patience. And what I found too, is like, where like, let's say in the past, cause you know, sometimes the way I do things at the end of a season, now we're starting a new season. I'll sometimes be like, all right, we're going to really go down grip and pull and really work on something technical. You would sometimes be like, what? The, we don't have time for this. Like, I can't go. Wait, you, 
what are we restarting the high school? Like I gotta, I gotta build off this. Like I'm, I'm hoping to be on, I was on the 15, 80, 85. I need to be on the 16, 80, 85, you know? Yeah. And the thing is now I've noticed like when you practice, it's like, sometimes we might be on that baby puller grip and all of a sudden you start no touching a certain bar that you're like, Oh shit. I didn't even know I could do that. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. Now, Cause the thing is, you know, you know, it's like, your legs are going to be fine. You're going to get on bigger poles and grips, but now if your technique is more refined, you're going to jump much higher, even on average poles and grips, you know? Um, Something I wanted to talk about too, especially, you know, being that you're an engineer, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Do you want to explain what kind of engineer are you? What kind of stuff do you work on? I'm a structural engineer. So I design buildings and bridges. Okay. All right. To put it. So like, what's the margin for error? Like, is that... And it's it's pretty low if uh, <laughs> you really don't want anything to go wrong ever. Right, <laughs> right. No, yeah. So I was kind of explaining this concept, you know, and and I think if people think about like skill, you know, mastering skill, you know, building a good jump. I, I told someone at a meet yesterday, I was like, okay, if you're only going to stack cardboard boxes, two or three boxes high, ah, if it's like off on the corner a little bit, you'll be okay. You'll get away with that. Mm -hmm. You'll get away with that. Right. And if you think about the boxes, right. In this analogy as like years of vaulting, Mm -hmm. yeah, two, three boxes, you'd be a little off. It's fine. People are not gonna be too upset. You'd be okay. Right. Like if you're just like going to stop jumping after high school or college. Right. But the thing is the higher you want those cardboard boxes, like in your profession, Mm-hmm. The margin for error becomes so small because if the from first to second box, the, the edge is a little bit off, and the next one's a little bit off, a little bit off. By the time you get six, seven boxes in, it, the whole thing collapses. It's just not going to stand. So you have to be very, very careful and precise how you're going to stack these boxes and the years of training. You know. Um, I do feel like a little bit like I tend to do this. We'll go off on a tangent. We're talking more about just training uh, conceptually, but like, let's go back. You're, you're in college. Could you maybe walk us through like, what were maybe some of the frustrations you were starting to have as a vaulter? Why maybe even you thought about like, screw this. I don't need to do this anymore. And what led you back to like wanting to train again? Like, how did you go through that transformation? I would say I kind of did it to myself a little bit because lifting came a lot easier to me than technique did. Yeah. So eventually it got to a point where I like, I saw my lifting numbers. I saw how fast or strong I was. And I was like, I really shouldn't be jumping what I'm jumping. If I can do yeah. this, like how many people can bench 345 and jump 15? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, which I'm fine with now because I'm in a much different, uh, I'm in a much more different place, mm-hmm. but I'd say it was that where I felt, I almost felt like an obligation to jump higher because of how much stronger I was. Right. The, the real change was when, uh, when I didn't jump for three months during COVID. Cause I had never, right. I had never not jumped for that long. Yeah, that's true. That kind of changed my, my headspace because I was thinking like, well, do I really, do I really want to go? Cause now I'm thinking like my mom probably got weaker. I probably, you know, right. this. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember how to pole vault anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, do I, and then, you know, it didn't take very long. It didn't take very long before I, I was building forts in the woods just to find <laughs> something to do with my, and that like, I was like chopping the trees down myself too. I wasn't, no, I, mean, I just I, found a spot. <laughs> no, I, I know what you're saying. And it's like, like I had to do something. Right? Yeah. So like d- during COVID, you know, I, I was kept doing the podcast, try to give people some, something to watch, I guess. Um, but I know even myself, like I was going crazy. I mean, like 
you, you know, my routine, I'm like coaching all day. I'm, I'm running around to meets and now it's like nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't want to go to the club and lift. Cause I was just like, you know what? Like one, it's kind of depressing uh, to be there by yourself. And then two, I was like, well, everybody else is going to have to be stuck doing at home workouts. So I just started doing at home bodyweight workouts, which I literally like where you I normally, some of those too. Yeah. The sit one and the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, one. and the thing is like, I literally, where I could normally, let's say with weights, do a workout, pretty good workout an hour, hour and a half, you know, um, maybe at the end of the night, add a couple odds and ends in. Now I was like three hours straight every day. That's how I kind of started my day. I'd like wake up. I really look forward. I, I all of a sudden simple things I was looking forward to, I'm like, <laughs> man, oatmeal with peanut butter in it. <laughs> this is a treat. So I have that. And then it was like, all right, boom, go through that three hour workout. But yeah, I, I think anybody who was watching me, I would be like pacing in my backyard doing pull-ups off my deck. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these people must've thought I was like insane. I had a backpack <laughs> with like books in it. And I was like, just doing pull. And I'm like, and then pacing, they're like, uh, you're going to kill someone like, you know, but yeah, I mean, I think during that time, there's a lot of thoughts a lot of people yeah. had so okay so, so you're building forts <laughs> yeah I'm building forts in the woods and then i kind of just think i need to do something like i i like my job i would say okay. i like my job it's satisfying but it's not um there are a few things i would ever say i'm passionate about mm-hmm. you know because i also i know what passionate means I, i've seen what passionate people do and i don't yeah. necessarily know if i can use that word but like right, right, right. Pole vault is something that i'm passionate about that's what i learned that i'm right. doing this for me i'm not doing this Cause I want to set some record. Cause I want to win some. Yeah. That I, this whole time turns out I liked pole vault because I liked pole vault, but all these yeah. other things were just kind of all this other noise was getting in the way, you know? Yeah. Well, which and, is it's necessary because I needed that meat schedule, you know, I needed. Sure. To, sure. No. I, and I, th- I so it, it's very interesting. Cause I, I think, you know, like you said, we sometimes toss around these words. Like you say, passion, oh, that person's passionate. Are they, or do they like it? Right. There's a difference between liking something and being passionate, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, I tend to tell people like today, one of the kids is like, oh, what's your favorite food or whatever? I'm like, yeah, I like pizza, but that's (laughs) just it. Like, I like pizza. I can go months without having pizza. Mm -hmm. Whereas that guy who owns a pizzeria. He's passionate about pizza. This guy is making it every single (laughs) day. I mean, like, it's just so funny because like. Last weekend, I did happen to have pizza. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm letting anybody down. I had a cheat meal. Um, but like, you know, I went to this one pizzeria and they do a really good job. And I got to talking with the guy and the guys tell me the type of cheese they buy and where it comes from. And he's like, I'm like, this guy sounds like me talking about pole vault. Like, it was amazing. We, we hit it off, you know, like we were having a great time talking. But like that there is a difference of passion. And I think sometimes like you could get caught up on like, trying to make mom and dad proud of you, trying to make the team proud of you, you know, trying to uh, make coach happy. I'm sure there's sometimes maybe you even felt like, man, like, you know, I really want to jump high because, you know, that'll make Bronco happy or whatever. And that's all nice. I think all those things are nice, but at the end of the day, I think you're right. You have to do it for you. You know what I mean? And, and that's something even for me as a coach, like I do ultimately feel an insane amount of responsibility for everybody that jumps here. And I want to help everybody, you know, um, that being said, this is also, it is my passion and it is something that makes me feel fulfilled and happy. You know what I mean? And that's why I do it. And I I think that's amazing that you got to that point where you, you, you found that, you know what I mean? Um, 
because even now when I think about like, um, when I think about how much more there is for me to learn in pole vault, yeah. you know, like there's, I'm never going to get to the end. At least I don't think if I do great, <laughs> congratulations to me. Well, no. <laughs> well I'm, I'm going to go back to what you were saying. Like when you were in college and you're like, wait, like my lifting numbers are easy. This is the easy part is the lifting, right? I could just, you know, bench away or squat away and just grind and it, through. It worked for a while. Right. What, well, also you'll reach the limits of that, that you, you will get to a certain point where some of those numbers are going to be really hard to push. Cause we talked about like the, uh, the concept of like, you know, cause we're similar size and shape. It's like, there are certain numbers that like, okay, maybe your best is this, but if you can still hit this, this is, this is still pretty legit, especially taking into account like life situation, which I want to go into that in a minute. But like, I think, yeah, you might look as a pole vaulter and be like, you know what? Like I'm eating right. I'm sleeping right. I'm training right. Like my numbers are all good. Why am I not PRing? Well, technique is different. Yeah. Just because your squat goes up, your technique doesn't get any better and vice versa. Even if like, let's say, right, you start to deep dive and you really through the next few years, like really figure out a lot of the technical stuff and you become like the black belt of, of pole vault. Fine. You got the skill part. How's the strength and speed going? Mm-hmm. Right. Because it all has to blend together. And that's why I think sometimes too, like when I look at certain athletes that have come through this gym that I, I think I really like have fond memories of certain particular years or seasons where I'm like, wow, things really came together for that person's training. Or even when I look at the professional level, when I hear like, you know, cause I'll get to hear how some certain people train and how hard they work. And when I see certain things come together, I'm like, wow, that's really special. Like you're watching something special, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's why I even like, you know, if we go outside of pole vault, like when you think about someone like Tom Brady, that the guy's in his forties and he's still one of the best. You know, it's like how, like what gets that guy to get up and do it again and again and again, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. So to me, yeah, it, it is, it's amazing to start to chase all those different variables, you know, cause I do think when you're kind of like in certain points of your career as a pole vaulter, whether it be high school, college or post-collegiate, you sometimes lean on one variable and be like, I don't understand. I'm just, let's say like, okay. Some people go down the gymnastics rabbit hole. They're like, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm putting 10 hours a week in gymnastics. I still can't jump any higher. It's like, yeah. well, that's just one variable. Well, I'd even say, I'd even say that now it's, it feels like I'm more casually pole vaulting. It feels like I was more serious about pole vault in college because my diet was like routine. It was the same thing every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I was lifting three days a week here, three days a week at school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I lift three days a week max. Here, right, you right. Know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I even have to skip out on things if I have to get home in time. Right. I've got to wake up early for work or something. But it's still, it feels like I, my jump has gotten better. Yes. Even though I've backed off, you know, like I right. backed off training wise, but I've put a lot more effort now into. Well, okay. Into so that, let, let's talk about that because being that, like, like you said, like you were very, very serious in college. And I, and I'm actually as like, as a coach, I, I am so like honored that I think so many of you guys that, you know, not going to go to Olympic trials, you know, not, there's nothing like that, you know, ahead of you. But I've had so many of you guys that have taken it so seriously. We're like diet on point, sleep on point, training on point, you know, technique on point, you know, you, even if you didn't master something, you're working towards, (laughs) right. But like all these things are, you know, you guys are working towards, how did you like, 
mentally figure that out or come to terms with the fact that like, okay, I can't put the same set of hours in training anymore. I can't, you know, and how do you juggle? I mean, I guess the rest of your life and pole vaulting now, and how, how does it all meet and how does it fit in and does it benefit you? Or do you feel like it negates? Because I think maybe at certain points, you probably looked at pole vault as a negative. Like this is taking time away from me and my girl. This is taking time away from me and my friends. This is taking time away from maybe my studies. This is, whatever, whatever the case. Now, you know, is it more of a positive? And how did you juggle all that? And how did you come to terms with like, okay, maybe I can't train the same way, but I still want to do this. Why? You know? Yeah. Well, I want to do it because... I, I can't do anything else really. <laughs> I have to, <laughs> okay. I need to do something. And this is, this is the thing I enjoy most, but okay. um, I'd say I definitely in college, I would never give up practice for anything. Like you, something really had to go wrong. Something had to be really important for yeah. me this practice. Um, and I think that contributed to why I was so pissed, you know, right? like, because I'm missing all of these, all of these things to go to practice and make sure I can PR and I'm not PRing. Right. You know? Now, like even that Thursday practice that wasn't mm -hmm. too good, Sunday, I had family over, so I didn't come. Right. Tuesday, I had I was busy with work. I had inspections yeah. up real early. So I just didn't come and to it, practice. And it's, and it's weird. I don't know. For all of you listening out there, for some odd reason, if you call your employer up and you say you have pole vault practice, they don't, they don't that doesn't really seem care. to, yeah, they don't care. Try about and explain to them like, no, like if I get back from practice this time, I'm only going to have this much time to sleep and I'll have to get up for Yeah. And they don't yeah. really care. Yeah, this is why I think we need to have more messaging about pole vault so people will be more understanding mm -hmm. yeah, for pole yeah. practice. Yeah. More awareness, <laughs> and then they'll get it. They'll understand. But but yeah, Tuesday I I did Sunday Sunday Tuesday I didn't come to practice. Right, right. But I think moments like that are making it more sustainable for me to to me to pole vault long term because I'm not giving up as much, you know. Right, right. And I think it's also realistic. I mean, like there's just certain things, right? It's like okay, it'd be different, like let's say even at a certain point, let's say like this summer or a year from now, two years from now, you did kind of ramp it up a little bit and you had this big meet that you wanted to do well. Of course, I think, you know, Gina, you know, your girlfriend and, and your mom or whoever else, they would be understanding like, oh, okay, Calvin's like really ramping up. It's just now it's not the year round every year. Like this yes. is just the yeah. constant. Like, it's like, no, like, you know, it's like give and take, you know what I mean? And I think that that's very important. I think also like, like you're explaining, you can have a full-time job and pole vault and have fun with it. Mm -hmm. If you want to argue that you can't go to the Olympics, maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I don't know, but I think you could for sure pole vault, enjoy it. And it could be that something that makes you look forward to like every Tuesday night or every whatever night or every three days a week, whatever the case may be for the person but it is something that I think could be very enjoyable and fruitful and, and give value, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I'd, I'd say compared to college, I'm casual now, but it's still, it's still not very casual, you know, Right. Uh, my commitment to pole vault. It's, it's a few hours a week. I even, we have a, we have like a mentorship program okay. at work and I was explaining to him, talk, I was talking about pole vault with him. Right, right, right. And uh, he's like, oh, I, I told him, you know, jump for about two hours between drills and everything and then lift for like an hour, hour and a half. And he's like, oh, so you probably do this like once a week. Ah, uh, <laughs> right. Well, and, and listen, I think for some people, if that if that's what they can handle, that's what they want. I think that's yeah. great. Um, but I, I was going to go more towards the fact that it's like, I think as you age, and I think that the problem is because, you know, I, 
I love the fact that you talk about mentorship, right? I think there's a lack of mentorship in the pole vault community because like, yeah, everybody's always talking about like breaking the national record for high school or college Mm -hmm. or trying to get to Olympic trials. What does it take for the Olympics? And it's like, that's great. It really is. That being said, I think we also have to have mentorship for like the people who want to keep jumping but cope with maybe not being able to train the way they're used to and a different way to see it. Cause I think learning how to compartmentalize things in life in general is huge. Yes. Like when you're at work, guess what? You're not fighting with your wife or husband. You're at work. You can deal with that fight when you get back home, you know, like you're at practice. doesn't matter if you have a meeting in the morning, if you've prepared and there's nothing else you can do for that meeting, then you're at practice. Now focus on practice. And the more mature and adult you become, you have to learn these tasks. Like I know all, I can't tell you how many times, like something crazy has been going on in my life. And Calvin Hartman, this is Calvin Gould, uh, Calvin Hartman would be like, Bronco, like, oh my God, I had no idea. Like, I don't think anybody would know that something bad happened to you. I'm like, well, yeah, I'm being a professional. Like I'm here at practice. I got to coach the people. Like I can't, what am I supposed to just like? be upset and angry, even though like these people have nothing to do with what's going on in my life. You know, I you think know? it can be good for you too to get yes. your mind off. Of those yeah. hundred percent. Not, not so much just bottling everything up, you know? No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I was just like, like stuff it down in there. Don't, don't <laughs> give yourself time to cool off and then think about it with a clear head. Yeah. 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 But, but it's like being able to compartmentalize is so, so important. Cause even let's say if we, we go back to like high school kids, there's sometimes kids are like, oh my God, I have a big exam coming up. I'm like, cool. For two hours, you're here though. And you didn't bring your books with you. So you might as well get a good two hours out <laughs> and do what you can here. And then you can go back home and just, just focus on that. And when you're focusing on, on that, don't think about pole vault. Just think <laughs> about your exam, you know? And it's like, that's a, an important life skill where I think if you're really into the vault, and especially like the way you were in high school and college, yeah, you might be in class. But all of a sudden, before you know it, you look at your notes, you doodle a couple stick figures of pole vaulting. You might have wrote down some grips and poles you hope to get on, you know, or wrote out a training plan. You know, there's all kinds of stuff where it's like, okay, listen, you were pole vault 24-7 probably at certain points in your life. Now you have to learn that, no, you're pole vault when you're in pole vault practice. When you're at work, you're at work. When you're at home, you're at home. Even for me, there's certain times I set aside because it's like, okay, these are the hours I'm coaching. This is the time I can give myself to social media. This is the amount of time I can get to like back to clients and answer emails and call them back and schedule new, mm-hmm. new people coming into the club. This, this is my time to eat dinner and not worry about any of that stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like me and the food, just me and the food. Maybe <laughs> I put on a podcast. I don't know if there's football, watch Tom Brady, you know, win it, you know that, but that, but that's it. Like, you know, you, you do have to learn to compartmentalize. Otherwise I think that's how people end up burning out. And I, my thing is I always talk about like, I feel bad because I think there's a lot of people that are passionate about pole vault that did love pole vault, but because it was always like all or nothing, like there was no other avenue for them. Like I either have to be doing this all in or I'm all out. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. I think hobbies in general, like if you, even yeah. if it's just a hobby for you, if it's not necessarily your passion, like it's important to have those things. Yeah. Because you can't just, how long can you just sit on the couch and stare? 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I don't you know how much do TV something. you're going to watch. Yeah. Well, so, and, and so last night I had dinner with Kurt Dunn and, and his wife, Kate, and, you know, Kurt, you know, he introduced me a little bit into bow hunting, you know, yeah. like, so I, he bought me a bow and I shot with him and granted I have not shot a lot, but it's funny. Like you bring up hobbies, like, and I don't know, maybe also me and you are wired a little bit different. <laughs> you know, I know Kurt is, and it's like, the thing is, okay, I'm not maybe going to go bow hunting anytime soon. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to a competition, but the thing is when I'm with Kurt and we're actually shooting the bow, I'm giving 110% effort with shooting that boat. I really want to learn this to the best of my ability. That's fun. That's fun for me. There's a good, good off topic story. Yeah. yeah. Gina hates that. Gina hates (laughs) that because I'm not necessarily competitive. I'm just very, when I'm learning something, I'm very invested in it. Yeah. yeah. But it seems competitive. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. it's pretty competitive sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I can absolutely relate. Like when I, no matter how trivial, like even if I'm never going to use it again, like if I'm learning it, I'm learning it. I want to yeah. know what's happening. Right, right. To me, I, again, to me, that always makes it more enjoyable, whatever the activity is, whatever mm-hmm. the thing is. Um, I mean, you, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm even like that about movies, you know, like I'll talk about certain scenes and just break it down and be like, oh, look at all how much this means and what they're saying here. And it's like other people just glaze over that. And that's fine. I get, listen, it's fine. That's fine for whoever wants to do it like that. I just can't. And so I'm just saying, I think there are plenty of people out there who, you know, are passionate about pole vault, do love pole vault, but maybe they don't think it's possible to jump after college. Maybe they don't think it's possible to jump if they can't go all in, let's say. Mm. What would your advice be to someone like that? Right? Like, like, let's say even you could like go in a time machine, talk to yourself, maybe like junior year of college. What would be some, maybe advice you would give for in the moment, but like, what would you, like I said, what would you tell someone who's like maybe graduating college this year and they don't, they don't know what to do. Should I keep vaulting? Should I not? But I'm telling you, we already know they are passionate. They do, they do love it. You know, what, what would be your advice to that person? I don't know, because I feel like, and credit to you, I feel like you, you made a very welcoming place for me to jump after college. You know, like I didn't Thank feel you. weird. I didn't feel weird right. jumping here after college. I just right. sent you a text. And Yeah. I mean, in. when I kept having you come in with the grammar school kids, that was right. a little yeah. bit awkward. Yeah. You know, because the bungees were really low. No, mm-hmm. I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> then we all colored during that practice I yeah think. there was there was uh you know chocolate milk and nap time yeah yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. was a little uncomfortable but you only yeah. did that once so that's okay. but that's a joke for everybody yeah, that, that <laughs> but um it never it never felt weird to come in mm-hmm. you know after college um i'd say during during college though it did feel for some reason like i needed to I needed to jump well before I graduated, I guess, mostly because that's when all the records count, you know, like, right, kind of right. Like school records and such. Yeah. So as far as the advice I would have given myself, um, when I was a junior or something like that, I would have, t- I would have said like, those records don't really matter that much, you know, like right. you don't know it yet, but the reason you're doing this is for you, you know, you haven't yeah. quite figured it out yet. Um, yeah. but just those, those records aren't going to matter. You're still going to like this even once those records are gone. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think that's really, really important. Cause I know even for me as a coach, 
I mean, when I first started coaching, which again, it's, it's like when you first start pole vaulting, it's like every year our like club record or the high school I was coaching at the records just kept going up and you could never fully feed that beast. Oh, no. That beast is always going to be hungry, right? No matter how high it is, no matter what. I mean, I remember the first time, you know, I coached a national champ when, when Craig Van Leeuwen, you know, he jumped 17, five and a half and he won on attempts in division three. And you would think I would have been like, hell yeah, like that was awesome. And I'm literally laying in my hotel bed, staring at the ceiling. And I'm like, oh, why didn't we get the next bar? You know, like that's, that's the only thing I think of. And I was like, and, I, and there was a moment that hit me. I'm like, all these other coaches and athletes at this meet are freaking celebrating. Some of them didn't even win and they're celebrating. And here I am, I coached the national champ and I'm laying in my bed and I'm like, well, the problem is you watched him attempt it too, you know? Right. You get to attempt the next Yeah, ball. you're right. You're right. Oh, and so you see it and you're like, could be, could yeah, be there. We didn't do this. We need to do that. You know, and, and so it, it was, you'll never feed that beast. And I got to a certain point where also it's like, okay, some people were graduating. Some people were getting older that, you know, they were aging. Like they kind of, before we had a lot of adults jumping here, they kind of were just the people that were going to stop jumping after college. And I was like, almost what's the point? Like, why am I coaching? You know what I mean? Um, and I had to get back to that place of like, no, I mean, the reason I do this is because I'm coaching my athlete whoever my athlete happens to be like, I, 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 I'm sure you've heard me say it over the years. I, I probably don't say it enough now, but I always tell people, I'm like, you know, you know, who's the most important person in my world, the person that's up now, that person really important. <laughs> they take a jump and then I break it down. And now the next person is the most <laughs> important person in my world. And it's like, that's just, you know, it's like this running queue of people, you know, and I just, I feel like that's where I go, okay, now I get it. It's like you said, it's not about the records. It's not about the heights. It's, you know, and listen, I'm competitive. I like to win, but it's not even about the wins. There's so much more wrapped up in, in what we do here, you know, and what coaches are supposed to be doing than just like, Hey, up a grip back a half. Oh, we won the meet. Like there's more to it than that. I think even, you know, I don't know how you feel. But it's so crazy. I mean, some of my fondest memories of coaching you over the years are probably the bad meets. Yeah. <laughs> because I think we learned so much from those bad days, you know, and I think more of a bond was developed in those bad days where it's like, I mean, both of us knew at the end of the day, it's like, hey, we're both on the same side. Like we're trying to help both, yeah. both, both each other out. And I think that's, that's really cool where man, if all you're chasing is the records, like you said, or the PRs, yeah, it's like, can't really have that. well, you, it's never going to be enough. You're never going to jump a bar and be like, that's, I'm good. If so, you probably, I, I'm going to argue this. Like you're talking about passion, probably not that passionate about this. Mm -hmm. You probably were doing this for some silly reason. And it's kind of like, you know, and me and you have talked about this. Like, I do think there's a certain, you know, maybe I'm wrong, Calvin, you tell me, you tell me. But I do think there's a certain kind of negative way that people run stuff in pole vault where let's say they really sell their pole vaulting club as a, oh, this is how you can get a scholarship for college. And they keep selling the scholarship. And it's interesting. I, I mean, I feel like I can count so many people. I can remember so many people that did really well in high school, 
got that scholarship or got into the school they wanted to go to. And that kid never jumped anything. Some of them didn't even finish all four years of college pole vaulting. And it's like, well, that's all that, that person didn't care about pole vault. It was a means to an end. Mm -hmm. Like they just did it because they felt like this was the easiest entry point for their college of choice or scholarship. And once they got that, they were done. This was not enjoyable. Yeah. Well, that's also, I remember that's the question I would get all the time. When I told people I was jumping in college, that tended to be the first question is like, oh, are you on scholarship? Are you walking on? Yeah. Because why would anybody want to work out if they're not, they're not on scholarship? Why would you do it if you didn't have a scholarship? That was kind of, it's similar to the, why are you jumping after college? Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. I don't know if it necessarily is the way it's being sold. That might just be for some reason, the way it's perceived, you know? Well, I don't know where the blame falls, but so, it's there. It's definitely. So there. I'm, I, I would say a couple things, right? I think let's go the innocent route first. Innocent mm-hmm. route. Yeah. I think, listen, what parent doesn't want to think that their kid is good enough to get a scholarship? Nobody walks in going, hey, listen, my kid, terrible athlete, not good. <laughs> uh, you know, I hope you can get him on the pit. <laughs> like what parent would say that? Maybe my dad, but that's about it, right? I don't know too many other people, but um, no, I think one, the parents, you know, obviously want to see their kid be successful. And then from an innocent standpoint on the coach's regard, I think a lot of coaches don't want to say no to people, right? Like if somebody comes in like, Oh dude, you think my kid could get a scholarship? Oh yeah. that's they, rough. Right. Like they don't want to be like, listen, like even whether, whether it's true or not, if the kid, if, if the kid doesn't seem likely, that's a rough conversation to have. Right. Like, right. And I don't know he's like five, one. <laughs> right. And I, and I think a lot of coaches will tend to maybe in that situation, cause they don't want to say no, they might be like, well, you know, if he works hard and, or if she works hard, well, yeah. yeah. That's, that's not it, a lie. That's true. If you work hard enough, maybe. May. Yeah. Some people are more maybe than others. Yeah, there are some <laughs> big maybes, <laughs> you know, um, where, and listen, for any of you coaches that are listening out there, that are like kind of confused as to what to say in that moment. I, this is my blanket statement. I tell people all the time, like, listen, I've had certain people come into this gym who I think are wonderful athletes. They are amazing. And I think they are a slam dunk to jump super high. That being said, they have to enjoy it, want to work hard and train. I go, if the only reason your kid wants to do this because they think they're getting a scholarship is going to be rough. It's probably not going to happen no matter how talented they are. So the passion has to be there first, then everything else will flow. Because on the reverse side, like, like kind of you're alluding to, I mean, we've had plenty of people in this club where like you would have never thought this kid would have jumped in college at, at a decent level at any division, division one, two or three. And lo and behold, they're, they're jumping pretty well and they're doing, they're doing a good job and they, they held their own in a lot of scenarios. So we're talking about Rob. Well, y'all, I mean, Rob, Rob is, I mean, I just had Robert Plum on the podcast not too long ago. I mean, when he first came to the club, if you would have told me he would have jumped 13, I would have been shocked. You know what I mean? And now he's at 14, three, you know what I mean? Um, and listen, like, yeah, I've had conversations with him about jumping 15. Like it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Um, so, you know, I, I think that's the thing. If you're a coach, I think you have to have that honest conversation. Like, listen, like there's a lot of things that have to fall into place for a scholarship or college. I can't guarantee anything because first of all, as the coach, you're meeting this parent for the first time. You're meeting this athlete for the first time. There's very little, you know, about oh, them yeah. other than their size. You first know what day. I mean? Yeah. That's, you know what what I mean? Height and that's about it. And that's why I think that's really easy. Just right off the get be like, Hey, cause then you won't have that pressure, right. Of a parent be like, Hey, you said 
he or she can get a scholarship. Like, you got to go. What's going on? You know, um, the other thing, though, that I would add, Calvin, is like, I do think on social media, it's like when we constantly, this is a constant, constantly posting signing day. First of all, uh, signing day used to I be a, <laughs> for everybody that's watching. I just I want to clear this up. Signing day used to literally be for football and men's basketball. And it would be for like the best kid in the country. You would only hear about like the number one quarterback in the country chooses Miami. Oh, you know, it's like big deal. It'd be on ESPN. Now it's like every kid of every sport that's even a walk-on is doing a signing day. And so talk about pressure again. There's a lot of pressure. Like, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. And then they're, they're all doing these signing days. And then what I think is a little bit weird is like how many, you know, pole vaulting clubs, they'll be like, you know, they're ready to shoot out. Hey, so-and-so is going to UCLA. Meanwhile, you know, as the coach, the pole vault club coach, it's like they're not quite jumping high enough for UCLA. They're going to be a walk-on. They may never get to compete. They might not make it all four years, but we're right. It's like, it's kind of weird. But now you, you, you coached a kid that got into and jumps at UCLA or jumps at UCLA, you know, jumped in the building. So (laughs) this is why it's like, it's a weird thing. And that's why I say, like, I think some people are kind of selling it that way. And I don't know. It's so rare over the years. I don't even, maybe, maybe like long time ago, like maybe when Marley went to Harvard, I might've posted that Marley got into Harvard, but. That that's was, a that was academic. That was that yeah. was all Marley. That well, I mean, I the pole vault yeah. did help. The pole yeah. did help. I mean, she oh. was the school record holder when she was there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's Ivy Leagues. It's early. <laughs> I mean, for everybody listening, Marley jumped twelve eleven. She's very smart. At Harvard. I, she I, is very as far smart. as I knew, she got it. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I mean, she she jumped twelve eleven. You know, um, at the time she was school record holder. But like, what what I'm saying is like, it's just. I don't post that kind of stuff. I post what people are doing at the club training wise, if they PR to meet, if, you know, like even just technical stuff, even just deadlifting, pull-ups, all that kind of stuff. I, I'm promoting what we do. You know what I mean? Anything that happens after this, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, could you imagine if I started posting like, Hey, here's Calvin Gould. Girls didn't talk to him before he came to pole vault. <laughs> now look at him. He's dating someone. Now look at him. He jumps really high. Still don't talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, would be, that would be more like something I would post. Like if I was really tight with someone, I'd like bust their chops. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. To me, that's why I feel like that's, that's why it's, it's a little bit tough when that's how the sport is a little bit promoted, you know? Um, I think going back uh, to something you said, and this ties into the way even public clubs promote themselves. Why would you say it's so inviting at apex? Like what, what, what are you insinuating? Other places are not welcoming. Like, what do you, what do you think? Well, I guess I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't really, know I don't, for sure. I, Cause I've only ever jumped. Here, right. 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 Now. Um, I just never felt any hesitation about it. I never felt like, like you, uh, like once I'm out of college, like that's it, you're not supposed to, Right. And plus, I mean, you talk about it all the time, how like you're trying to get more people to to jump after college. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, You you made it clear. You made it clear that I was welcome to jump after college. Yeah. 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 And I think for any coaches that are listening, you know, besides the athletes, I'm like whether I should jump or not for any coaches that are listening. It first of all, okay, if you run a pole vaulting club 
and you are charging money, right? It's a business. More clients are good. I don't know how to explain that. More <laughs> clients are good. It's weird. My bakery doesn't turn me away because I'm a casual buyer of baked <laughs> goods. Say, like, ah, this guy only comes in once a month. No, 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 no. We can't, we can't waste our bread we on need you. the guy's eating competition. <laughs> yeah, that, the ones. That's it. Just Joey's chestnut, that hot dog guy, right? <laughs> so the only him, right? But, you know, so it's like, I think that's the thing. It's like having more customers is a good thing. And then also, I mean, I think the thing that I enjoy about having older clientele, like adults, people out of college, and you know, even like, you know, Bill, actually Bill just got beat. This guy, Nick started coming in. He's 63. So Bill, if you listen to this, you're not the oldest guy in the club anymore. <laughs> I don't know if he's happy about that or not happy, but yeah, either way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the thing is, it's like, you know, even someone like Bill, you know, comes in or Nick, it's like, I, I love that. And because it's people that have been involved in the sport, you guys are great to talk to some of those high school, even middle school or college kids who are either having struggling with a certain drill progression or maybe struggling with what college do I go to? Should I jump in college? Like all this, that's awesome. Whereas like if all you coach is high school athletes, that's it. First of all, it's like the blind leading the blind, right? It's like if we're both in high school together, I'm like, dude, where should I go to college? What do you know? You're a high school kid like me. Like, you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's uh, nonsensical. So this is a great opportunity where, you know, someone like you, you could share your wealth of knowledge. And I think it only helps. Like, I look at even sometimes situations like Alexis, who jumped 11. She's trained with you a lot. You guys have lifted together. And I think it's been great for her to look up to you and kind of learn from you, like, okay, if I just stick to the plan, if I just keep chipping away and I'm patient, something good will happen. Mm -hmm. Something good will happen. And, and she sees that you're having a great time too. Like, I think that's the important thing too, is like, are people enjoying practice at your club? Well, I'd you know? say I never even noticed when you were saying how like, there are, you know, some kid asks you like, what college should I go to? Or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I never even thought anything of that. I just, you know, make conversation when I'm online. Right. right that absolutely is something that, Maybe I am helping. <laughs> no. Maybe I'm helping. A hundred, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and that's, but, but it's a, it's fun. You know, yeah. it's not like it's, it's part of what makes it fun is that I can talk to everyone. And, yeah. Right. And so, I mean, something that I, I talk about, I try to talk about a lot is like being of service to others. And that's the great thing too, as an adult pole vaulting in a club, you could be of service to others. You know what I mean? Whereas when you competed, it was kind of about you. You're trying to jump high. It's you, you, you. Now you're online. You're trying to help others. You know, you're trying to help them out. The, the kids have come up to me with questions too. Yeah. They're like, hey, when he tells me this, what are like, yeah, what does that mean? Or yeah. how should I think I about think it? I don't think anything of this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a pretty yeah. crazy, right. crazy thought. Right. And, and so this is, again, for those of you who are like, should I jump after college? You know, sh should I train as an adult? I think one, you know, it's like you're, if you enjoy it, you should, but two, there's all this other stuff that starts, like you said, you don't even notice, don't even notice. but it starts to happen where now it, it makes it even more fun to be a part of that atmosphere. I, I know we've been talking for a little while, so I, I know you're, you're, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I do want to ask this one other question. How do you view coming in now, especially like, again, you have a full-time job, you know, you got the girlfriend, family, juggling all this stuff. How do you view coming to the club now in that environment versus where 
maybe sometimes like when you're in high school or college as an athlete, it's like you got class, you're trying to pick a major, you know, maybe you're trying to meet a girl, like whatever. It's like, you know what I mean? Like you're trying to juggle all this other stuff. And it's like sometimes, you know, how, how does it fit in now mentally? Like, is it a more positive thing? Stress relief? Like what, what would you say? Maybe, is there something maybe that you haven't stated already that now that I'm like, you know, asking the question and you even thought about, you know, to helping other people at practice, <laughs> there's something that comes up. Mm, I would say like, I never noticed that um, buildup, I guess, of like, I need to go do something. Mm-hmm. I never like noticed myself getting that, I guess, mm-hmm. because I'd been, I've been yeah, on it so right, long. right, right. It's just a habit. Um, yeah. So I, I, it feels relieving. It feels relieving because now I notice that, that right. buildup happening where mm-hmm. like, I need to do something. I need to, I need to refine something. That's, that's what it really yeah. is. Like I come here and I'm like, I like the microscope out and we're like refining the jump, you know, and right. it's, it's satisfying. You know, yeah. it's a similar satisfaction I get from work when we're like putting together plans and stuff like right. that, you know, where you watch this whole thing develop from start to finish. Um, there's some need that I have to do that. I'm not sure what it is, but yeah, yeah. I have some need for that. And if I don't do it, I slowly like start to explode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, like I talked about being of service to others, but it's like that idea of like having a purpose. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes it's real easy, like, you know, going back to the person that's graduating college and, you know, I always told you, even while you were in college, I'm like, oh, I just wait six to 12 months. I'm gonna get that phone call. You know, the person's going <laughs> to stop by the club, you know, cause like they don't know what to do with themselves. Cause you've had this thing that was a big mm-hmm. part of your life for so long. That was kind of the rock in your like, life. It was a routine. Yeah. yeah I was like, was- okay, if nothing else is going right, I can go here and, you know, even if I don't PR, like I know all the, the drills, yeah, I know yeah. how to do things. I'm top dog there. I can, you know, kind of do my thing. And, um, that goes missing. And I think, you know, for you, you have a job that is satisfying, but I, speaking to people out there, listen, I get it. There's a lot of people out there. You got a job, you need to make money. You got to put food on the table, put a roof over your head. It might not be a satisfying job. You may not enjoy it to any level, any level. You need something else in your life. And if you are a former pole vaulter, there is no reason why you shouldn't be trying to jump again. I, I think for me, it's like, that's, that's simple. You know, it's like mm-hmm. some people, you know, they go bowling on Tuesday nights. Some people go yeah. pl- play in a volleyball league. Some people, you know, I mean, like, I, what's the alternative? I, I guess you could just, you know, go to Monday night wings night, have a pitcher of beer and eat Buffalo wings. I just don't know how long that's sustainable till now you've completely, you know, wrecked your body. Right. <laughs> but it's like, if you do something physically active, like pole vaulting, even if you're not in the greatest shape, when you start, you know, restart, let's say someone who took five, 10 years off, you will get into shape. You'll get into shape. And this for most people, I think they hate working out. You know, I don't, I know like for me and you, it's been something that is now our routine. This mm-hmm. is a must. You have to do this. It's not even a thought process, right? But I think for most people, they don't enjoy working out. So if you start vaulting and now all of a sudden, oh, oh, you want to wrap the higher bungee or, oh, you want to get on a bigger pole? Like, dude, I got to do some push-ups, maybe a pull-up, maybe you got to squat a little bit. Now it's like, that's the carrot that pulls you to like, take care oh, of your body and when you and when you can see a connection between those things mm-hmm. like i know when i started doing weighted pull-ups for the first time mm-hmm. and then i could do pullovers and stuff yeah and my jump right 
once you, if you can track that, if you can see that connection, then yes. you're, you, you're pretty much hooked on. That's the way it was for me, at least. I was hooked on lifting once I saw like, yeah. oh, just go do this, get stronger. And now your jump's a lot easier. So, and, <laughs> and you, you know, it's funny. And, and I guess like we should probably finish up on, on this point, but for me, you know, kind of going back to like mentality, like what did you chase? Right. And you said like, you were in that mind frame of like, I'm chasing PRs. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, no, like I'm trying to master skill. Right. I want to solve the puzzle. Yes. For me at a certain point, coaching pull is like, I want to coach records. I want to coach championships, but now my mindset has shifted to, no, I want to help people discover what they don't even know is inside of them. Like my favorite thing, like I just posted a recent video of like Eleanor, um, you know, Eleanor, she's practiced on Tuesday and Thursday nights. Um, Eleanor, when she first came in in the summer, you know, she's like probably like five, four or something like that, but couldn't do a pull up. I think she still struggles with pull ups, but she's getting better. Um, but she could like barely swing into the pit. Couldn't turn no swing to the belly. She couldn't do a, a flyaway, Right. But man, like, and I, I'll be honest, I almost like to a certain level, I'm like, man, like, I, how do I help this girl more? Like, I got to, you know, like, I, I feel bad that she can't jump higher. But she was great. Never complain. Never missed a practice. We just keep jumping. And then she would stay at least an hour and do her upper body workouts very diligently. Do TRX rows. Then we added dumbbell rows. Then we, then we added like band assisted pull-ups. And lo and behold, like she wrapped nine feet from a two. I happen to post a three left where she wrapped nine and not that she's going to jump nine tomorrow, but man, she's already jumped, I think seven or seven, six. She's probably going to jump eight, eight, six soon. And this is a girl that like, couldn't do a pull-up at first, you know, and to see the confidence in her now, you know what I'm saying? Like you get to see that shift in a person and there's plenty of athletes that, that have come in in the last few months where it's like. You know, I think when they first came in, maybe didn't have the prerequisite strength and, and, and speed to do some of the skills, but they've been working on it. And when you see them start to chip away and put things together and start to clear bars, it, to me, that's amazing. And the, the tools that they now have that they could use for the rest of their life and apply it, that, that to me, that makes coaching even more fun. You know what I mean? And I think with you, you know, being that I, I've coached now over 10 years, I think that's what's made it fun for me coaching you because regardless of how high you jump, I think, and I think at this point, it's a thing that we do together, but we're kind of like, not just working on pole vault, but working on life and how to get through this life at, at a one, a way that we can help others and a happier way for ourselves. So we can be more at peace, you know? And I think, I think that that's a beautiful thing about it. It's, it goes past just the PRs, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Was there anything else that you wanted to add? No. No? I think we're all right. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, Thank you for everybody who listened. Um, Again, follow us, subscribe on uh, Apex Vaulting on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, the Apex Vaulting Podcast. Um, It's the real Apex Vaulting on Instagram and Apex Vaulting on Facebook and Twitter. And if you have any comments or questions, please reach out. It's apexvaulting at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, thanks again. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.